Welcome to WLNM, the web novel and manga review hosted by Zeke Changuris. Welcome to WLNM, the web light novel and manga review. We are dedicated to bringing our listeners the very special artists and writers that are part of this amazing explosion of creativity, giving us stories to entertain and inspire us. We'd like to welcome Alex Throt, the author of the original English light novel, Sword Quest. So uh, welcome to the podcast. All right. Uh, thank you, you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, tell me about you've you've got two novels here. Um, tell me about yes. the uh, the world, the universe of Sword Quest. Yeah. So Sword Quest is an original world. It's based off kind of a medieval setting, deep deep into the past. It's a whole different world. It takes a little bit of cues from kind of you know medieval Europe, German heritage kind of like you'll see with uh Teutons there's a little bit of throwbacks to some of the uh some of the historic scenes you'll see in you know old Britain old Germany and but yet it's uh it's its own world and uh follows you know follows its own story okay well uh can you give us a little rundown of uh what our quest is I mean it, your quest is yeah. right in the title so I, I'm mm -hmm. imagining someone looking for a sword yeah so mark. basically yeah basically the story goes as a as a, the main character you know is uh participating in an, in a competition between his friends to become the heir to the, the next heir to the sword and the sword is essentially a relic that has been kind of vied for you know vied over for uh decades and it's just a strong you know, powerful relic that holds some uh, old, you know, mystical power from ordained from sages of long ago, and the whole the whole idea is that if he uh, if he obtains the sword, he'll be able to help in the war that his people have been in for uh, about twenty years. Okay. And so, yeah, that's uh, this the quest is uh, actually kind of what takes off at the end of the, the second volume. There's a little bit of setup that goes on, and uh, second volume gets into the real quest of the sword in which he's uh he embarks on the whole whole path whole journey to explore the world he's in and try to end the war okay tell me tell me a little bit about your main character uh what's what's he like well he's a little he's a interesting kid he's a i describe him as a as a troubled teen who uh had a little you know had some traumatic events go on in his past which you'll see if you read the first volume you'll see in the opening prologue there uh, he has a little bit of a an incident that goes on in his childhood that scar you know scars him, but also interests him, make makes him want to see what war is like, and gets him kind of started on his path. And in those uh, in those events, he you know he turns out to be a little, like I said, a little troubled. Um, his uh, his upbringing little uh, little strict, so he becomes kind of this you know overly formal teenager but once he grows up and he he uh, you know has it be, has his own little friend group that he grows into he becomes a little bit more frivolous and a little bit more curious and uh and so i like i like a little dichotomy with my characters and so it's a lot of his characters exploring that dichotomy of you know just having having somebody that's a little a little afraid to be themselves and wants to 
wants to be formal and wants everybody to like them and doesn't want to step on toes, but at the same time, somebody that's, that really wants to just kind of be a jackass, be silly and, you know, and frivolous. <laughs> so uh, is, how would you describe, uh, so we're medieval fantasy. Um, is yep. it uh, uh, more drama? Is there romance? Wh where is this, how would you describe the genres that are making up so, the plot? I like to refer to it as a as a story of grit. So there's okay. a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of just passion. There is some drama, not not really as much romance there. You'll find a little bit here and there, but it's more so just where I like to say where the story takes the character. Not not as much where the story takes the characters, but where the character's natural progression okay. will go. So you'll see a little bit of that here and there. Um, but for the most part, it's it's very story-based and it's very character uh, development-based. So it's primarily it's action adventure and, and a little bit of, you know, the fan, obviously there's the, the fantasy aspect, there's a military aspect that I get into, uh, I get into the whole strategy of, uh, you know, some of the medieval fights, which is something I'm, you know, I'm a big, uh, big nerd on. So okay really enjoy writing. I really enjoy writing stories of, you know, groups of cavalry and, and uh, <laughs> militia just, Hey, don't go at it. Don't ever cut yourself short on that. Uh, my mm. brother-in-law has a degree in medieval history. Oh, that's awesome. And what does he do for a living? He's an IT guy. <laughs> so at least you seem to be applying some of, some of the information you may have learned <laughs> about medieval history. For sure. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what got you started as a writer? For some of us, we've always been writers and... Mm -hmm. Uh, for some of us, it's something we picked up much later in life. Yeah, I'd say I'd kind of fall into that category of always just kind of having naturally written. Yeah, I grew up reading Harry Potter and uh, Chronicles of Narnia and playing Legend of Zelda and, uh, you know, reading a little bit of Lord of the Rings. Just those, those fandoms kind of got me into the point where I just, I wanted to create and it just became natural, probably started around 11 years old. I just started writing on, you know, scrapbook paper, actually started writing sword quest at that age. So <laughs> I think I called it something different. It was called like survival of the strongest and fittest or something. <laughs> so, you know, we, 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 uh, we attune our, <laughs> our ideas as the years go for sure. But some of my ideas from early on still are there. And, uh, you know, it's just something I like to, I like to keep for a little bit of nostalgia Hey, I, I, I fully hear you on that. I'm, I was probably around the same age when I was writing my first uh, mm -hmm. attempt at a novel, which I thought was impressive at, you know, I think Absolutely, I made yeah. like 10,000 words or something like that. And yeah. it was totally, a, totally a ripoff of Macross, but you know, <laughs> and, you know, you, I, uh, I still uh, keep a copy of that stowed away somewhere. So I can always look and be like, you know what, you always you always had a story to tell. You just didn't know what that story would be. <laughs> right. Um, did, well, talking of writing, um, did you, I mean, I am the first one to say uh, whether you wrote, I mean, fanfic is not a bad thing because mm -hmm. it's just like, remember in school, you received a prompt and, from a teacher on how to, on, you know, here's your prompt, write me three paragraphs or whatever. 
to me, that's what fanfic is. Did you ever uh, dip your toes into that uh, sometimes muddy pool? No, I can't say I really have. Um, I've always been interested in, like, I would just go and explore, you know, and just kind of base ideas off of the sites I would see. Cool. And so, I mean, like I, like I mentioned, Harry Potter, there's a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of inspiration. You know, I, you could say maybe there's uh, an aspect of fanfic that started uh, Sword Quest because uh, Cedric was based, was first called Godric. Um, so he was based off of Godric Gryffindor. I, cool. I think in my head, he was supposed to be Godric Gryffindor at the time. And the sword, the sword, the sword that is, you know, featured obviously uh was Godric Gryffindor's sword cool so there, there's a little bit of that aspect um but that definitely didn't wasn't a thing that I, I didn't probably know what a fanfic was back then so it's just <laughs> kind of the inspiration that started and then it turned you know turned it into its own world from there okay well you said um uh places you've seen uh kind of inspire you to write um what what do you mean by that do, do you like to travel and then yeah, the stories just come out of where you've been uh, to an extent, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of little scenes actually in Sword Quest that'll that have just been that have come up uh, that have been inspired by places I've been. I used to do a lot of traveling as a child, uh, just with my parents. They had a they had a business where they would travel, and we'd we'd go to a different place every weekend. And you know, there was a time where I was too young to really help out in the business, so I would just kind of wander off on my own and explore the areas. So places like Fredericksburg, Texas, is a big one that that comes to mind. Uh, just some of the some of the scenery there, just open fields, and I mean, we'd go to baseball field, you know, baseball stadiums, and I would just take inspiration from from the stadiums and just practice little fight scenes in my head. <laughs> hey, uh, what what uh, what is the element of your novels that you're most proud of? Is it what is it that you think that you created that out of the entire thing feels the most special or the most something that was challenging that you're like yeah i i nailed it after you wrote it yeah i would i would say kind of like i mentioned the grit and the uh, the passion that, that you feel i mean that's, i think that's just so important that you the reader actually feels your passion through the writing it feels they they feel the character's passion or the character's emotion more so uh, so I, I really try to make that emotion just palpable and not just with the main character, with different characters, story arcs, I, you know, and that's definitely something that, uh, you know, is inspired by just kind of the, the, the Eastern stories, you know, the, you know, Japanese media. There's a lot of anime that, that I take inspiration from, even without thinking about it and realizing yeah. it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the main thing is just the feeling, the passion. And then I'd say the other thing is uh, really just, honing in the character dynamics uh, between my main characters. That's something I really focused on. And that's, I'm really happy to say that that's what I've probably gotten the, the biggest feedback on is that, they, is that my readers have liked the, the dynamic between the characters and just feels very real and off the cuff between them. Do you, do you base any of those dynamics off of people that you know? I wouldn't say people I know. There's There's been some stories that I've probably taken a little bit of inspiration from um but yeah i mean there's i'm sure there's people that i've nat kind of naturally like added little characteristics to my characters uh from you know some of my friends or family uh but really more so there's it's just one of those things where you as you're writing them i i enjoy one of the biggest things i enjoy about writing characters is sometimes they just tend to write themselves as you 
as you go on. So, so would you say you're more of a, almost like a discovery writer when it comes to your mm -hmm. characters? Yeah, I would say so for sure. I mean, you, you have the, you have the ideas in mind, how you want them to be. Uh, but for me, there's, there's definitely always room. I always keep an open mind. I always keep room for a little bit of change here and there. Well, the character development is important. So do you sure. start off with like a, I guess a, a character outline, like this is, you know, they would never do this or they would, mm. you know, most often given the choice, do this. And yeah. that way you can plug that into the, your scenarios. Yeah, for, for sure with the main character, uh, I think you definitely have to, to an extent. I mean, I, I might not go super deep into it as far as their specific likes and interests. Uh, and you have to, to an extent. But I, I do like to keep that uh, open to an extent. I, I don't, I don't go crazy with the side characters or other main characters. I base a little bit of a little bit of their outline on just where they're at in the story, and then kind of their like the, like I said, their general outline of how they how they'll act, and then I just I take it from there when I write. Are you a slow writer or are you one of those that you'll sit down, you'll hammer out 10 pages or 20 pages and then take, do you do sprints or do you do marathons? I guess that's the way to put it. Uh, a little bit of both. I'm pretty erratic in that sense. I mean, I can, I can sit down and, and bust out 10 to 20 pages if the, if the mood is right, if the weather's right. But for the most part, I feel like I get the best uh, writing done when I'm a little bit more, a little bit more routine with it, uh, and that that does take time. I'm the story I'm writing right now, the sci-fi story uh, you can find on Royal Road. Uh, it's taken me almost two and a half years so far. It's going over a hundred thousand words. Hey, my first novel took me ten years. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I, I feel you there. And sometimes you get to that point where you hit the wall. Um, do, you, do you tend to hit a wall or do you just push through it? Do you wait or do you just like, all right, I will force myself to put some words on the page? Yeah, there's times where you do, you hit the wall. And a lot of times it's just when you, you really want to write and you kind of feel that sense of, oh, I haven't done that. I haven't created something. I haven't done something, put words on paper in long enough. And you know you've been thinking about it all day, or you know you've been thinking about this part of your story all week, and you just want to get something in. You get home and you're just too tired. You know you're just too tired to really get the get the creative mind churning. Uh, and that's when I think it, it is important that you at least get something. So yeah, I, I usually try to get at least a paragraph or two in just to continue continue the thought because you can you can have all the ideas in your head and progress your story in your head you know, while you're at work or whatnot. But if you don't just translate a little bit of it to, to the paper when you, when you can, yeah. before you have a chance to really dive back into it, I think you, you could lose some, some of that creative process. Well, well, thinking of that work aspect is sometimes I find I get the best ideas when I'm the busiest. Yeah. Like you yeah. give me two weeks off and I, I won't have the ability to write anything, but in that last 24 hours, just before I go back to work, I'm like, okay, I can write like 10 pages right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's a very real thing. I, I was con for a couple of years, I would go to work and I would get the, I would get the greatest urge to write the greatest inspiration just on the drive to work. Yeah. 
I'm like, ah, all right, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna drink an energy drink before I get home, and I'm gonna stay up all night and, and try to bust some words out. And you little, very, very little doesn't work out that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, life tends to get in the way a lot, oh, sure. uh, yeah. unless it's something you know. There, there are very few of us who I think have that self-discipline and that creative will to just write like consistently large volume of words every day whether you know come hell or high water uh, and i admire those people that can do that oh, I, yeah me too <laughs> i i mean i've got a my wife will say that i've got an extremely deep creative well yes i do but i'm also a little schizophrenic in that respect and that mm -hmm. it's all over the place <laughs> yeah yeah I, I relate heavily to that and that there there are people in the in the community, you know, the English light novel community that I have a lot of respect for that you just, if you follow them, they're just busting out yeah. 10,000 words a day on their 10th novel in a year. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. yes, I, I, on I, you. I know some of them very well and uh, they yeah. make me jealous and to the point where <laughs> they've got to just be savants. There's got to be something there that allows them to have that narrow focus right? that, that I just can't do. Yeah. <laughs> I need to bottle up a little, just a little bit of it, you know? Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, have you ever written, my one of my favorite questions, have you ever written yourself into a corner and you can't figure your way out? And oh, for so, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I've written myself into corners, written myself into circles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think the, sometimes you have to just kind of delete and just go back and restructure everything. <laughs> Yeah, well, have you had that case where you're like, oh, wait, this entire thing would have been better if I had gone with that angle from the start and then just done a massive yes. rewrites? Yes, for sure. There's, yeah, there's been times where I'd, uh, I mean, I had to rewrite Sword Quest, obviously, because I started writing it when I was 11. Yes. <laughs> so just rewriting, rewriting what was, you know, the ideas I already had in mind, there was a large, option, you know, there's a large hurdle I had to get over just in kind of deciding what I wanted to keep, what I didn't want to keep, how I was going to get from point A to B. I already knew the place I wanted to get with the first two novels. And there was just some little things that I, I had to restructure so heavily. And I, yeah, it, a lot of just kind of put it down to delete it and start over. <laughs> yeah, I, I can, I can feel you there. That definitely um, to be able to sometimes I then end up going back and I'll put um, I'll put the threads in that need to be in there. Yes. Yeah. You know, be like, oh, wouldn't it seem like I was brilliant if I had <laughs> threaded this through the entire previous six chapters? And so people can be like, oh, I didn't realize there was all that foreshadowing. Well, neither did yeah, I, I until that. I went back and put the foreshadowing in there. <laughs> yeah, I love that angle. I've definitely tried to put little those little threads, those little tiny teasers in there which a lot of times I know nobody will pick up on, but just to be able to, like you said, just be able to go look back and say, was that there. foreshadowing? That, <laughs> you know, if you're ever chosen for the book club, uh, you know, the book club novel of the month and people were like, oh yes, the foreshadowing that they put out, it was brilliant. <laughs> and yeah, it's complete and total afterthought. <laughs> <laughs> what are your... Uh, favorite what are your favorite 
uh, kinds of scenes to write? What what do you think is your best? Is it you, you're a good character person? So is it the character development style scene, or is it more of a conversation? Do you do you, are you good at the dialogue? What do you think is your best, your strongest? Yeah, I think just those big uh, gosh, it's gonna sound cliche, but it's those big you know anime moments where you just have it, it could be a fight scene. I mean, I'm I'm big on duels, so I like having a big character development. At, you know, scene happen during a duel, or just you know, it could be something else going on in, in the midst of a battle, <clears throat> where two characters have a conflict that's been brewing, and it just it comes to a head due to the circumstances, and they you know they have a little bit of an argument right then and there, where some of their you know idealistic conflict gets settled, and that's the biggest thing for me is is getting to that point and and just setting up you know, setting up uh, the structure for that. Yeah, I, yeah, that's, um, you know, for everyone, it, it, it's a little different uh, in what they they feel that their affinity towards. I, I, I find with a lot of OELN, o, original, OELN, yeah, original English light novel, um, it, folks, they really uh, feel very good about their dialogue, where, you know, I, I've always felt my best is probably, I, I really like world building. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I lean too heavily on that in my stories in which I'm, def- I, I could build you an entire world, an entire universe, yeah. but then figuring out what happens to the characters uh, <laughs> becomes very, very difficult. Um, yeah. I've had that same issue. I, I like to focus a lot on the setup and the world building. And I've, you know, I've had it. I've had that feedback of just, you know, have a little bit more substance that you want with the characters. The, uh, are, more in the middle. <laughs> are you a, uh, a multi-draft writer? You know, I mean, how many times do you think you tend to revise? I'd say probably about three times. I, I do a lot of editing as I go just because I hate editing. So I don't want to have to go back too, too much. Uh, but usually I'll, I'll revise the chapter kind of as soon as it's written. I'll go back and just look for a little, little areas where I may have missed an idea that I had previously that I wanted to add in, or like you know, like you said, a little bit of thread of foreshadowing that you want to drop in. Uh, so I'd say there's that first draft. There's kind of a quick. I have a little quick second draft when I finish the chapter and I have time to just go back through and edit it in one go, and then. I don't usually come back to that chapter unless I need to revisit it for certain details, but I usually don't come back to that chapter until the whole book is done. And then I go back and do that full revision at the end. Do you, do you have a, a, a trusted second that uh, trusted proofreader who will look at your stuff and be like, this is good, but. <laughs> I don't yet. I don't, I would love that for sure. Yeah, I, mean, I, uh, I have my roommate best friend has done that a little bit for me in the past, but he's a very critical reader. So he, <laughs> he, he said he tells me he wouldn't want to do it just just because he would he doesn't want to pick too much. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I hear you there. I'm married to mine. So it's uh, <laughs> it's she always says she's willing to do it, but I feel like I'm punishing her half the time. Yeah. They talk about character dynamic there. <laughs> yeah. Like. Yeah. she used to write uh she used to proof everything i wrote when i started writing for uh an anime website and one of the key things they had me review was etchy so, oh nice and she's not an anime fan and she'd be like 
<laughs> so what do you mean by simulated bodily fluids? <laughs> I'm talking about, you know, like when soap or something is dripping oh. down their body and it looks like something else. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I have a very patient and understanding wife. So. <laughs> yeah, that's hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, she she she's an expert in like grammar and things like that, where I tend to not be. Uh, mm -hmm. I can write, I, I have been told I can write impressive oratory, but oratory is not the same as writing a paragraph. Absolutely. So uh, what, uh, what authors do you admire? Who do you, who do you like to read? Well, I, I'm pretty bad at reading. I'm worse at reading than I am writing <laughs> and nowadays. So I don't do a whole lot of reading anymore. Um, but, you know, back back when I was drawing a lot of inspiration, it was, you know, Tolkien. Uh, and uh, gosh, what's uh, C.S. Lewis, right? Yeah. Well, well, and obviously uh, Rowling. So. Okay. Well, when you're, a, think of it this way. Uh, when you're writing, who do you want to, do you model your writing after any anyone's style? I mean, Tolkien is hard to read, in my opinion. Yeah. Tolkien is very hard to read because it's so complex and it's so in depth. I mean, mm -hmm. if you've ever even tried to read uh, the South, some the the prequel to the whole Lord of the Rings trilogies, mm -hmm. not the Hobbit, but the one before that, the takes like a thousand years before right it, it was impossible i couldn't get through it it was felt near impossible to read and i've got a very i'm very i'm a very good reader mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh so what kind how do you when you're writing are you trying to go for a I don't know, lack of a better term, more erudite audience? Or are you, you just like hitting it home and like staying in the middle lane? Yeah, I mean, I, I like to kind of stay stay true to just my own style. Uh, I, I like to think I have a style at least. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe it is uh, loosely based on, you know, different different authors writing. But I mean, heck, I, there's no way, like you said, there's no way I can emulate Tolkien. There's no way, I mean, as much as I enjoy Lovecraft, there's no way I could ever emulate Lovecraft, <laughs> except for an idea, maybe. Yes, yes, uh, we can get many of inspiration. I mean, my, you know, my favorite old author is uh, Fitzgerald. I love mm -hmm. F. Scott Fitzgerald. Uh, my favorite modern writer is Aaron Sorkin. If I could write punchy dialogue like Aaron Sorkin writes punchy yeah. dialogue, I would be. Uh, uh, so very happy, but uh, he's got a, a rare talent for that kind of thing. Um, so are you, a, well, I know you have admitted to not being much of a reader. Are you a watcher of anything that you're, uh, that you're finding fun right now? Yeah, I mean, I, I try to keep up with, you know, the seasonal anime, uh, not, not as much as I used to, you know, with life getting in the way uh but there's you know there's a few that i'm watching right now just started jujutsu kaisen uh trying to catch up a little bit still on on the summer season of anime oh, uh, but i go ahead oh i was just saying i really uh <clears throat> have been enjoying i re enjoyed re-zero of course good good sequel uh a couple of different sequels that were 
that were strong finishers uh, for the summer season. And a new uh, sports anime called uh, Ahiro no Sora. It's a basketball anime that didn't really pick up much steam, but it's kind of, it interested me in a, in a way that uh, kind of helped me relate to my writing because it just kind of embodies that that hot-blooded shonen, right? you know, <clears throat> aspect well, that comes with the grit and passion of playing a sport or fighting. Well, what would you uh, put like, what would be your like a go-to one? What is uh, one that you've probably seen more than once that you've uh, like, I have some that I, I go back to yearly. I'm like, yeah, it's mm -hmm. been about six months. I think I can watch this again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's not, there's not a whole lot that I've rewatched that many times, um, but Steins Gate is a favorite. You know, I'll, I'll show it to anybody and everybody. Um, there's a few movies, Your Name, A Silent Voice, uh, Garden of Words. Like if I'm getting people into anime, there's just a few that yeah. like they have, I have to make them watch. Uh, Death Note, Attack on Titan, kind of the, you know, classics there. Um, and then Kingdom is probably my favorite work, yeah. Japanese work ever. So this, uh, you know, big Japanese, big manga, one of the most popular manga in Japan. Uh, anime is not quite, you know, not quite as riveting, but... <laughs> Yes, I, I, it's, it is a long work. <laughs> yes, very much so. So, I mean, that's uh, where I probably draw the most inspiration from as well, uh, okay. just with the, with the strategy and, you know, in the, in the war, whole war scene. So that's, uh, I keep up with that manga every week. That's, if all, if all else fails, I'll, I'll keep up with Kingdom. Okay. All right. Um, well, your, we can find uh, your work uh, on Amazon. You can definitely find Sword Quest on Amazon. Uh, we can also find your writing on Royal Road. Uh, and if you would like to be, if people would like to follow you, they can follow you, follow you at, at Alex Therat, T-H-E-R-I-0-T uh, on Twitter. And uh, I know you feel the same way about, you know, the bar for the barriers for entry being so much lower than they used to be to get your stories out there and right. it used it used to be a monumental effort to for anyone to get works published and now that we can do it ourselves or work in co-ops uh, it's really great to have uh, every voice every creator's voice deserves that chance to be heard i hope our listeners take time to subscribe to this uh this channel wlnm uh, where we hope to continue to highlight the best independent creators have to offer. I'll see you next week and uh, keep reading. This has been a WLNM podcast.